Wretched Radio begins in three, two, one. I want more to feel free and tell them that we love them. I've looked at clear cuts and burnt forest and I've felt outraged. Ah! We are the crowning glory of God's creation and all of nature was made for us. Nature is more productive because of us, not less. It's time for Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Well, this ought to be demonic. You be the judge. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Order in the court. This is Wretched Radio. Prepare to play one of America's fastest growing game sensations. Which story is most demonic? Because they all are. The question is, which one is the most demonic Jimmy, are you prepared to be the federal head for tens and tens of people listening to this here wretched radio program? Absolutely. Are you prepared to be an expert in the demonic? Sure. I mean, I know you're an expert in judging, <laughs> yeah, yeah. but now you're going to have you tell me if I've got this wrong. What else is this behavior? Story number one, Colorado, a Roman Catholic church on Brace Yourself Mother's Day had protesters demanding abortion. With chance, oh, some of them we've heard before, my body, my choice, but these chants were different. As a woman, I think that's what it was, as a woman dressed in a white bathing suit with a some sort of big roby thing over her, she also had baby dolls that were strung together by rope and banners and things. And she would stuff them inside of her bikini to show a baby bump. And then she'd pull them out, ripping them out, saying, I'm killing the babies. I'm killing the babies. That's at a Roman Catholic church. As the crowd affirmed her behavior, she was then removed where she fell down on the ground to continue chanting, I want to kill babies. That is... Our culture these days. Jimmy, that's story number one. You think I'm going to be able to top that? I'm not quite sure. That's what I was going to say. I don't don't, know. Maybe. Thanks to Amazon. Although, as long as I brought up the subject of the Roman Catholic Church, not sure this qualifies as demonic. Maybe. (laughs) Madonna has been tweeting the Pope. That's right. Madonna, supposedly... A Roman Catholic. I think she's Italian. She lives in England, though. She's picked up a British accent. That's as original and accurate as my impressions of just about anybody. Madonna, who is famous, of course, for Like a Prayer, which featured a cross burning and an erotic depiction of Jesus. That was that was a good one, that. She also came under fire for staging a mock crucifixion during a concert in Rome in 2006. Decided she wants to be back in Roman Catholic graces, so tweeting on Cinco de Mayo. Can I tell you how dumb I am? Friel, I don't think you need to. Jimmy, I just figured out what Cinco de Mayo is. Fifth of May? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> you Seriously, just figured that out. I just, it's a its a Spanish holiday. Right. And that's the end of it. It's actually trans- Cinco. I would, uno, dos, tres, cuatro, cinco. Hey, that's five. 
Cinco de Mai, 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 May. May, May 5th! May 5th! I thought I was a genius at the moment. By the way, Spain is considering banning prostitution. I didn't know this. It's a, it's a far, it's an Eastern, Thailand, I think Puerto Rico and Spain are the top three sex trafficking centers in the world. And they're at least having a conversation about banning prostitution. Now it is being done to protect women and children. And I say amen to that. But I also think that it should be done for another reason. It's bad. It's bad behavior. Nevertheless, we'll we'll take a victory if there is one. Madonna tweeted thusly. Hello, Pontifex Francis. I'm a good Catholic. I swear. I mean, I don't swear. <laughs> She's a clever one. She writes music, don't you know? It's been a few decades since my last confession. Jimmy, you're not Roman Catholic, but I suspect you would know the answer to the question. How many how many times should somebody be going to confession? Is it once every few decades? Uh, no, I don't think so. I little, think they require a little bit more over there. A little more. Would yeah. it be possible? Listen to this. <laughs> Chutzpah. Would it be possible to meet up one day to discuss some important matters from one head of state to another? Madonna wants to meet with the Pope, you know, to chat dogma, I guess. Wow. Dear Joe Biden, would like to sit and meet with you to talk. Dear Vladimir, got a free moment to sit down to have some tea and scones. Although I've heard them pronounce scones. Really? I don't know if that's the way you're supposed to say it or not. I'll have to watch more British TV. She added, I've been excommunicated three times. It doesn't seem fair. Sincerely, Madonna. Well, you can only be excommunicated once. And unfortunately, I don't think you have been. You should have been, Madonna. In fact, I received a tweet from a friend of mine who's Roman Catholic, who was really adamant the Pope should be excommunicating the president of the United States because of what he's saying about abortion. He's defending it so rapidly. And then, boing, make your eyeballs pop out. He stated that as children of God, we have the right to abortion. Wow. wow. Could you get that any more backwards? I don't think so. And he, this Roman Catholic wanted that Roman Catholic kicked out. It would... It would be a very good thing. It would be so good for any any Christian sect or denomination to deal with a high-profile person who is not in alignment with your supposed values. All right, so the Roman Catholic Church is story number one. Oh, yes. I'm killing the babies. I'm killing the babies. <laughs> yeah. Number two, Madonna claiming to be a good Catholic. There's something demonic about that. I don't know what it is. Story number three, Amazon is now going to pay up to $4,000 to its employees so that they can tootle off someplace to get an abortion. Wow. They aren't the only company, by the way. A growing list of corporations that offer abortion coverage. They're panicking, rightly so, over what appears to be the end of Roe v. Wade. Won't that be a great day? They are now trying to help women. To, well, then go to a state where you can get an abortion and they're willing to pay for it. Whew. Question number one, what do we do with this? All right. Do you shop on Amazon? 
Probably. You probably get something through them at some point. Or Everybody you watch does. The Amazon Prime. How do you, how do you how do you avoid this? If you've got a conscience that says I can't spend my money there, then don't, because it's a sin to override your conscience. But I have to tell you, as annoying as this is, as disgusting and demonic as this is, we live in the world and we just have to do business with pagans, and you're not going to escape it when you go to the gas station which is just incredibly agitating. I'm one of those people. I don't like going to the gas station anyway. I've got a thing on my car that tells me how many miles I can travel until I'm going to be stranded on the side of the road. (laughs) And you take it all the way down. Single digits. (laughs) Because I'm never that far away from a gas station. I get below 10 and it's like, I guess I have to get serious about this. Filling up your car, it's like 10 20, 30, 40, 50, say, stop. That's just in Georgia. Try it in California. I don't know. It's got to be a different economy out there. At any rate, our culture continues to do things that appear to be downright demonic. And we've got to figure out how we're going to engage with them. There are going to be times when you say it's too direct it, it's it's too immediate. For instance, you're an individual. You work at Amazon. You're in fulfillment. You're in the warehouse. Are you participating in these abortions? No, I don't think you are. What, however, if you work inside of human resources and you have to be the one to shuffle the papers to pay for somebody to take a trip to have an abortion? Ugh, that's getting tougher, isn't it? You're on the committee that decides these types of issues for Amazon, and you must vote. And you realize that if you don't vote in the affirmative, you're going to be fired. It's, it's, I think there's proximations to evil where you're actually engaging in the dis- causing it to happen as opposed to you're just working at some place that has a bunch of sinners running it, which is every place. So I think that we should at least be mindful that different Christians, different positions might make different decisions. Conscience should always be heeded, but I think you need to recognize you're working for a sinner. It's not Amazon. I googled this once because increasingly we have to make these decisions. I googled our local grocery stores and our local gas stations to look up on their website what organizations they support. All of them support things that are objectionable to me. So I guess I'm walking and not eating anymore. Nope, we're in the world, we're not of the world, we just need to deal with the world and recognize that increasingly they are more and more demonic. Story number one, I'm killing the babies, I'm killing the babies protest at the Roman Catholic Church. Number two, Madonna. This Hmm. might be her first top two in a long time. (laughs) I'm guessing. (laughs) And story, did we get to story? Yeah, Amazon paying for abortions, but we're not done yet. Oh, Friel, we wish you were. This is Wretched Radio. 
Hey, thanks for listening to Wretched Radio today. So what do you get when you mix a group of Gen Z college students and a group of biblical experts together with 2,000-year-old questions? Well, of course, you get Road Trip to Truth. John Favares has hit the road on a quest to find answers to life's biggest questions like environmentalism, social Darwinism, the deadly impact of pornography, and the dangers of agnosticism. Those are just a few of the topics covered in Season 2 of Road Trip to Truth, which is available now at roadtriptotruth.org. Season 1 is also available along with study guides for each season and a homeschool curriculum. Road Trip to Truth helps your children better understand questions from the world from a biblical perspective and it will help you learn how to witness more effectively to this generation. So grab your copy of Season 1 and 2 of Road Trip to Truth at roadtriptotruth.org. Wretched, amazing grace, amazing gospel. This is our dear brother Max in Ukraine, who's been a Tomorrow Club leader now for almost 20 years, giving us a picture of what is going on currently in Ukraine, specifically regarding the activity of the Tomorrow Clubs, normally kids' clubs where they meet every week to hear the gospel. But right now, those Tomorrow Club leaders are spending their efforts simply trying to minister to people who are in danger or who have nothing. And our Tomorrow Club leaders in the West are trying to to meet the needs of those families who had to escape, serving them a good opportunity to show Christ to them in this time of trial. There are many who need the bare necessities of life. Tomorrow Clubs is trying to serve them in that regard. Would you please consider what you might do for Ukrainian believers at tomorrowclubs.org slash wretched. Transformed, our latest production is available now in the Wretched Store or by visiting transformed.org. This show is like nothing else on Christian TV. You'll witness real biblical counseling sessions with real people dealing with real issues like anxiety, OCD, depression, phobias, and trauma. What you won't see is a secular therapy session or even a Christian counseling session which still uses secular psychology. No, you are going to witness the power of the Bible and work right before your eyes. Real people with real problems being offered real solutions. Hosted by Dr. Greg Gifford, Assistant Professor of Biblical Counseling at The Masters University, and Dr. Dale Johnson, the Executive Director of the Association of Certified Biblical Counselors. Transformed, where you'll witness biblical counseling as it takes people from brokenness to wholeness. Visit transformed.org. Know your reformers. Martin Luther was a German monk and professor who was plagued with doubt about his salvation. When he finally read the Bible for himself, he rediscovered the doctrine of justification by grace through faith. His bold witness for biblical truth was the spark that ignited the Protestant Reformation. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Did you know there are degrees of demonic? This is Wretched Radio. You see, you got some things that are like, oof. Maybe there was some demonic influence there. You got other things that are like, oof, that actually is a demon. (laughs) And everything in between. And these days, we are seeing more and more of it. And we don't want to become one of those ministries that is constantly identifying everything as demonic, looking for demons everywhere. 
No, but I think that we need to be biblical in describing what is happening around us so that we can know how to engage. And I think it's pretty obvious, isn't it? What political solution is going to fix a woman wearing a bikini, stuffing baby dolls into her bathing suit, ripping them out, saying, I'm killing babies? Hmm? What's going what's gonna to fix corporations? It's not just Amazon. It's also Citibank and Yelp that are paying their employees up to $4,000 to go get an abortion. Travel expenses, don't you know? Because it might not be convenient in your state. What else do you call this? I think we need to label it for what it is so that we can recognize we are not going to find a solution in the secular realm. We're not going to find any sort of principle, life hack, that is going to stop this kind of behavior short of regeneration. Not sure I mentioned this, but there, I think I did. There was a received, I don't know why this is so stuck in my brain other than things get stuck there. Most things fall out, but a lot of things get stuck. And incidentally, if you don't think that you're addicted to the cell phone, I, I, I got to tell you, um, reading a book by a guy who, I don't think he's a Christian. Uh, he seems more Jungian in his approach, more influenced by Carl Jung. And no, I'm I'm not talking about the professor from Toronto, Jordan Peterson, who is very Jungian in his thinking. Uh, this is a guy named Cal Newport. And the book that was recommended to me is called Deep Work. It's a book to help you do your work better without distractions. And I happen to be in a segment of it where it's it, it's – a little bit convicting. Here's the test. You're standing in line at the grocery store. You've picked the best line, which, of course, moves slower than all the other lines. Does that happen to you, too? What would happen if you were in a line and I was in the other line and you think that you always pick the slowest line and I'm convinced I pick the slowest line? Somebody's going to lose that bet at any rate. You stand there. You're waiting. What do you do? Scroll. You scroll. Yep, absolutely. It's an indicator. I, I just, I, 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 my brain is incapable of boredom. My, in, my brain is incapable of thinking thoughts that are a little bit deeper or more introspective. My brain is incapable of being disciplined to fill the time with an inner conversation if necessary, rather than I got to turn on the electric thing. And I went, oh boy. Because, one of my pet peeves, got a pretty long list of them. One of my pet peeves is when you go to a restaurant and you see these families where the kids aren't talking to the parents because they're on their phones and so are their parents regularly. Or the kids are on a tablet and the parents are on their phones. Four people, five people, just sitting there. Nobody's talking to one another. <sighs> that just mm, bakes my biscuits. So we, we try not to do that unless it's like, okay, we got to look something up in order to go from here to there. Okay, that's a valid service use for a cell phone. But Mrs. Friel gets up and goes to the bathroom. Can I just sit there and wait? Can you just sit there and wait while your spouse goes and takes a visit to the bathroom? Or do you need to pick it up and scroll? Then Now, this book almost pushes deep work almost into a religious realm. But his, his, his point is that your brain is a muscle that you have to exercise. 
You maybe exercise for the sake of your lungs and your heart. You perhaps do things to keep your cholesterol down. What about our brains? Are we exercising them or do we just consume them with? I was talking. Ray, Ray wouldn't mind me saying this. Ray Comfort and I were talking. And he said, I just, I, I can't stand how social media has so affected my attention span. That, that I, it's like, come on, come on, come on, come on, come on. The light just turned red. Let's, uh, green, let's go, let's go, let's go. Gotta, gotta move it, gotta move it, gotta move it. Because I can't just sit still. Scrolling, get to it. Lickety split or you're out. Because people just don't have the patience, myself included. And I couldn't help but wonder, am I in this descriptor where I need to just start getting mastery over my cell phone so that I can think things, spend time pondering family members. Yes. What's happening at work? What's going on in your society, your neighborhood? Got to tell you, I think that we might all be a little bit more addicted than we are inclined to believe about ourselves. At least I know that's true of Jimmy. At any rate, <laughs> well, reading, reading the deep work, it's, it's not helping yet. But you've got to practice it. You've got to, you've got to exercise it. As we study our society and our culture, we see them drifting further and further and further and further away from reality. Is social media helping that? I don't know. I, I, I don't know. I'm not sure that I care, frankly. What I do know is that there are more and more manifestations of what can only be described as hellish behavior. Story number one, if you recall, it was... The bikini woman. The bikini woman with babies. Right. Number two is Madonna with her first top two in decades. <laughs> Number three, Amazon and other corporations paying so that you can have an abortion, so you can take a trip to another state if necessary. And as long as I'm off the subject, was reading about some of the implications about the potential Roe v. Wade decision overturning Roe v. Wade. It's the Dobbs versus Jackson's women's health. I suspect at some point they're just going to start calling it Dobbs versus Jackson because who of us can remember three words in a row Dobbs and Jack Dobbs versus Jackson that is the leak that came out of the Supreme Court indicating that the Supreme Court has decided rightly so that Roe v Wade is just bad jurisprudence thought you should know this is courtesy of the Christian Post 21 states would ban or further restrict abortion that's good news we're going to start we should start they're probably going to be red versus blue anyway, but a lot of the red states will get even more conservatives. 13 states have enacted a post-Roe ban intended to take effect if Roe is overturned. So some of these states, 13 of them, have already got it loaded and ready to fire once the Supreme Court releases its final decision. 13 states. Wish Georgia were one of those states. The states that have that, by the way, trigger laws is what they're called. I don't think you should be using the word trigger anymore because trigger is a trigger word. <laughs> Trigger's a trigger. And so you can't use trigger <laughs> laws. Trigger. You can't even say trigger words because trigger is a trigger word. It's not easy 
being completely insane. Arkansas, Idaho, Kentucky, Louisiana, Mississippi, Missouri, North Dakota, Oklahoma, South Dakota, Tennessee, Texas, Utah are all prepared to do this. Other states that that have a North Carolina, Oklahoma, West Virginia. That would be great, wouldn't it? The battle for life, it is not over yet. There are 16 states that it will remain legal, plus Washington, D.C. New York, of course, leading the way. These won't surprise you. California, Colorado, Connecticut, Delaware, Hawaii, Hawaii, Illinois, what? Maine, Maryland and Massachusetts, Nevada, New Jersey, Oregon, Rhode Island, Vermont and Washington. Furthermore, voters may decide the fate of abortion in five states. So places like Alabama, West Virginia, Kansas, Michigan, they're going to be actually voting Alaska too, whether or not the people want abortion to be legal or not. The legal status of abortion will remain the same in 10 states. In other words, the battle just keeps raging. Be praying right about now. Jimmy, story number five. In which one is most demonic? That's right. We're back to the game. Satanic Temple wants their flag flying over the Boston Capitol because of the Supreme Court ruling in favor of a Christian group that wanted their flag flying. There you go. By the way, if you don't know what the flag looks like, ooh, it's a beauty. It's black with white stripes and an emblem of a pentagram and a goat skull. That's our country. That's pretty. Target has announced two new fashion lines for LGBTQ people. (laughs) What's kind of funny about it is a lot of these clothing, they're designed to, for instance, make a woman look less like a woman and a man look less like a man. But if bodies have no significance, why would we, can't you just keep the, and just because you're just a different manifestation of a, that would be story number six. Jimmy, which one is the winner of which one is most demonic? Story number one. It's wow, right out of the gate. Mm. The chanting at a Roman Catholic church. I'm killing babies. I'm killing babies. You got something more satanic? <laughs> this is Wretched Radio. This is Wretched Radio, and I'm Jimmy Hicks. Just in case you missed it over the weekend, baby murder activists found and posted the home addresses of Supreme Court justices on Saturday. Mobs gathered outside the justices' homes, chanting for abortion to be kept legal and safe. Kept legal, okay, I get that part, but kept safe? That's just a weird thing to protest. Baby murder is murder. There's nothing safe about it. Just a disgusting example of the actions of the left when they don't get their way. This is personal, so we're going to take it to the personal space. And with an opportunity to condemn the behavior as reprehensible and unacceptable, White House Press Secretary Jen Psaki instead said the president had compassion for the people posting the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices, and he understands that they're feeling, well, they're hurt and they're confused. So breaking the law... Well, that's just understandable. I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear from many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. And here's a really strange response to the pending row decision. Reports are popping up that women are getting sterilized 
you know, removing their ability to get pregnant. They're doing this in protest of the pending Roe decision. Okay, forgive me, but how is that protesting? I would much rather women get sterilized to prevent themselves from getting pregnant than murder a whole innocent human life for no reason whatsoever other than not messing up your quality of life. Keep getting sterilized and fight back against abortion potentially being taken away from you. That'll show us. And even more reactions that don't make sense from people across the country. This one from Michigan Attorney General Dana Nessel, who says she will refuse to enforce a Michigan law to ban abortions because, quote, being pro-life puts women's lives at risk. Okay, so there's more to this story, but it's not necessary we look at it. We can stop right here with this quote. It tells us all we need to know about Attorney General Nessel's ability to reason and, well, think things through. She's obviously a very intelligent lady. I mean, it's not easy becoming an attorney general for an entire state. But come on, pro means in favor of. So being pro-life or in favor of life puts women's lives at risk. Let's walk through it again. Being in favor of life puts women's lives at risk. Surely I'm not the only one seeing this. Here's a real teacher with access to the young, impressionable minds of real fourth graders. My kids from last year are now in fifth grade and they come visit me almost every day after school. And a lot of them are queer because I am queer and they figured it out. And so I've become their safe space. Parents, listen, if you continue to ignore what's happening right in front of you, you can't be surprised when it hits your child's school. It might not be there right now, but trust me, it's coming. Have an exit strategy as soon as you can, parents, because I fear you're going to need it sooner rather than later. More Wretched Radio is straight ahead. I'm Jimmy Hicks. Books of the Bible Zechariah was a prophet who preached God's judgment, repentance, and the promise of salvation to the Jews returning from exile. He relays a series of apocalyptic visions focusing on the coming of Christ, the final salvation of God's people, and the final judgment upon sinners. Remember that Jesus is the ultimate fulfillment of prophecy. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Gifts, I come bearing gifts for Jimmy. This is Wretched Radio. Jimmy, I've got a couple of presents for you. You don't have to send a card thanking me. Just enjoy these gifts. I love gifts. I had I had one more story in which one is more satanic. Oh. I, I thought you would like to hear this. In the UK, that would be Great Britain, sometimes known as England, they want to make watching pornography in public a criminal offense because apparently more and more people are doing that, actually watching their habit in public. Wait a second, that isn't the demonic part yet. After a British MP was caught watching pornography in the House of Commons last week, people are saying, maybe we've had about enough of this. (laughs) You don't say. That's crazy. But once again, I, I I get it. It's tricky when it comes to moral issues. Like, for instance, prostitution. Spain is considering outlawing prostitution because it is harmful for women and children. Okay, that's going to be a hard fight because these days, remember, women are no different than men. So you can't really talk about a category of people using genders anymore. And we all know that children are able to make adult decisions these days. So if they want to go into prostitution, who are we to stop them? That would be the argument. So I think the argument needs to be, no, that's just wrong. Now, I get it. I get it. Sinful behavior 
is stuff that we have to watch out for as Christians. They used to have blasphemy laws. I think we would all agree we'd prefer that, but we let people sin just like God does. But aren't there some sins that are just so egregious, so obvious, like watching pornography in public that we should say, no, you shouldn't even be doing that in the privacy of your own home, let alone in public. Jimmy, that was present number one. Would that have kicked the abortion protest off of the top of the heap? Uh, no, I don't, probably not. Probably not. But, and still. But. Story number two. As a gift for you, Jimmy, there's a new country western song out, and I know how much you love the country western music. How I do. Mm -hmm. This one is called Judging to Jesus by an artist named Ray Lynn. Right. It's, yeah. it's kind of a Ray Lynn? Ray Lynn. No, you're right. That's that's Ray Lynn. That's the name. R right. Ray Lynn. But it's, is it Ray Lynn or Ray, Ray Lynn? Ray Lynn. Ray Lynn. Right. What is this song? Well, it's about Jesus, and we're going to let him do the judging, which I think whoever penned this tune thought was a good idea because, you know, Jesus, he understands. Got Jesus? Have you tried Jesus yet? Are you feeling sad, lonely, and blue? Oh, Jesus is just amazing. What's the um, um he understands. Jimmy, what is the name of that website? It is blowing up. They're doing commercials all over the place. G uh, he understands. He gets me. He gets me. Yes. That's it. Mm -hmm. It's this. It's a thoroughly gentle Jesus who he just gets you. Now, he is a sympathetic high priest. He does get us. But he's also the just judge of all the world. And people are deceived when they ignore that aspect of the only true and living God. And so this song has decided, we're going to leave the judge into gentle Jesus. And it's a trend just like the he gets me. Because it's all about the soft God. The understanding and just boys will be boys kind of deity. That is what I think that that website is all about. I went to it. And I scrolled through, a, I'm, I'm not sure I can tell you, I saw every page, but I saw nothing in there about forgiveness of sins, putting your faith in Jesus Christ. You just need to know, Jesus is like a warm lap blanket. Jesus is a hot water bottle. Jesus is a heating pad. Frio, we get the point already. And he does those things, but if we do not include the other things that he does, oh boy, then we aren't presenting Jesus fairly. And this song certainly qualifies as that genre. Yeah, I got my favorite verse tattooed on my arm. So this is like, I drink a little and I love Jesus, or I love Jesus and I drink a little. I think that's how it goes, isn't it? Uh, maybe. I drink a little and I like Jesus, something like that. Yeah, I got my favorite verse tattooed on my arm, but I hang with the big boys down at the bar. There it is. Because I think, bleep yeah, I'm going to say it. I know some of y'all, a little like me, a little down home, a little Cardi B. That's country? Yeah. Hmm. A little messed up, but we all need saving. Okay, yes, we do. And if you had any notion of what that meant, Todd. you wouldn't be singing a license to sin song. She has her favorite verse tattooed on her arm. That's true. 
That is an indicator that she probably had some sort of traumatic experience. If you keep a Bible by your cigarettes, if you go to church in a cheetah dress, if you're a big, hot, honky-tonk mess in a million pieces, if you dance a little dirty, I don't know what that means, so I'm going to skip it. Don't worry, honey. Round here, we leave the judging to Jesus. It's going to be a whole lot of it. What is the verse? Mrs. Friel was reading it. I think she was in the Psalms that, no, uh, it's in it's in the Old Testament. I don't know if you've heard of that because we seem to have unhitched it a while back, that he judges the world in equity. The world wants justice. Let me tell you what justice is going to look like when Jesus returns and he's the one to judge the world. Jesus, the one who will utter this sentence that determines your fate for eternity. Inherit the kingdom, depart from me, you worker of iniquity. That is going to be Jesus who thunders those declarations. And this world that thinks that, well, we're just going to leave the judge into Jesus. Don't have a good understanding of what judging is. Round here, you can just let it all hang out. Don't worry what anybody's thinking about. If you got it, yeah, baby, just flaunt it. This is some... This is a song about Jesus. If you keep, oh, that's the same verse. If you like to smoke, if you like to drink, don't worry, we leave the judging to Jesus. We repeat that chorus three times, taking a cue from contemporary worship music, and it repeats it, it repeats it, and it repeats. So they weren't able to come up with more than a couple of verses on that. Question, have you heard a sermon about judging lately? Have you heard a sermon about holiness? We did on Sunday. (laughs) That the church is called to holiness. And there's a reason. It's because we have been set apart. Uh, The illustration that our pastor used is is the different dishes used for different uses. Where where in the temple, they would take a, a dish, a bowl, And they would set it aside for holy work, as opposed to a word we could use as profane or for daily work. It doesn't have to be sinful. It's just the common stuff that we do day by day. Those bowls can be used for that same bowl, different purpose. Which bowl are you? When Jesus bought you, he grabbed you, set you aside, and said, I'm the owner of this basin. And it is here to serve me. And so the issue of holiness isn't one about do it and be holy. And by the way, that's what the text in 1 Peter 1 says, be holy even as I am holy. But the motivation for doing it should be, whoa, I've been set aside and I get to I, I get to be used for these purposes. Now, this, of course, can cause some people to go, well, that's maybe true if you're a pastor or you work somehow in a parachurch ministry. No, you could be doing sacred work all day, every day, because everything you put your hands to, if you are doing it the way that the Proverbs encourage to do it, trust in the Lord with all of your heart, Lean not on your own understanding. Now, please note, it doesn't mean that you shouldn't have any understanding about what's going on, what the future holds. But it says don't lean on your own understanding. Don't count on it. Don't rely on your thinking to say, yeah, I got this. 
Do not lean on your own understanding. Instead, in all your ways, acknowledge him and he'll direct your paths. Now, it can get a little bit tricky here, too, can it? It can get tricky because you might follow the principles for making godly decisions. Ask God for wisdom, not the answer. Ask him for wisdom. Read your Bible on the subject. Receive godly counsel. Consider your preferences. Make a decision that's God's will for your life. But you pulled the trigger and it blew up in your face. It was a bad decision. Question. Did God order your steps? Yep. You say, well, what if it was a a sin? What if it were a sinful decision? Yeah, God didn't cause it, but he's the one ordering your steps. And when you go about the business of thinking all day and as often as you can, and the more you saturate your brain with Bible, where you're not leaning on your own understanding, you're putting your hand to the plow in service of him because you get to, because you have been brought out of the kingdom of darkness into the kingdom of God's beloved son. Then we are rightly motivated to be holy, even as God is holy. You heard a sermon on holiness lately, or does it sound a little bit more like... This is Wretched Radio. Confession, normally numbers aren't my favorite subject, but these numbers make me happy. MediShare is affordable biblical health sharing with twice the satisfaction rate of MediShare members versus traditional health insurance plans. The average family saves $500 per month. Over $3 billion worth of medical bills have been shared among MediShare members, which, by the way, MediShare has been around for a quarter of a century. Don't forget, telehealth is available at MediShare, and it will take you two minutes to receive a quote to see what you and your family could be saving every single month with MediShare. Affordable biblical health sharing. Please spend a very worthwhile two minutes at 844-34-BIBLE, 844-34-BIBLE. What's the one question you think we get the most here at Wretched? It's why do you guys do what you do? And we thought the best person to answer that question was you. Wretched Radio has just really brought me closer to God. Wretched has changed my life. Wretched Radio, you all have done a great job at really bringing joy into our lives. Our goals have always been to preach the gospel, to equip people to preach the gospel, and to strengthen the local church. And when we hear testimonies from real people just like you, we are encouraged. My life will never be the same because of you guys. Through your video, God saved me. Wretched Radio, you encouraged me to walk with the Lord. And we know we would never be able to reach millions of people all over the world with the gospel if it weren't for the support of our gospel partners. If you're not a gospel partner, would you prayerfully consider partnering with Wretched to save the lost and reach millions of people with the gospel? Just log on to wretched.org slash donate to get all of the information you could ever want to know about becoming a gospel partner. That's wretched.org slash donate. Here's a preborn story that starts out a little on the bitter side, but ends up being very sweet. Neighborhood pastor's daughter ends up pregnant, and 
she was very abortion-minded, not wanting to face the consequences of her indiscretion. When she met her baby on the ultrasound, she just wept uncontrollably. Couldn't do it. That baby's alive today because an ultrasound was underwritten for a girl. And otherwise, even though she was a Christian, saw abortion as the easy answer. That is the power of an ultrasound. When a woman in crisis sees her baby... 80% of the time she chooses life for just $28, you could provide one of those ultrasounds. But I would ask you, how many ultrasounds might you be able to provide? The more ultrasounds, the more saved babies. Please consider what you can do at preborn.org slash wretched, preborn.org slash wretched. God has given the church many gifts for the building up of the body. One gift is giving. All Christians are commanded to give, but God has given some an extra measure of generosity so that they can give generously, knowing that God will provide for them as they work to provide for the needs of the church. This is Wretched Radio with Todd Friel. Aw, you didn't have to. Jimmy, this is Wretched Radio, uh, giving Jimmy a couple of presents, and he's returned the giving spirit by preparing a montage. Jimmy, what is this that you have prepared, sir? Oh, the oh oh the audio. Yeah, it's a it's you know the gift you gave. Me. Right, right. It's all mm-hmm. the uh, the response from kind of both sides of uh, of of the Roe versus Wade situation. So it's kind of antiphonal, right? We go back and forth a little bit. A little bit, yeah, yeah. Jimmy's gift to all of us. These activists posted a map with the home addresses of the Supreme Court justices. And what does it mean to you to be marching to the justices' homes? This is personal, so we're going to take it to the personal space. By the way, did that even make sense? This is personal, so we're going to... I see. You make a decision that affects me personally. I'm going to do stuff that affects you. Mm. Ah, well, that's the old Lex Talione spirit alive and well. You don't get to take away our bodily autonomy and enjoy your Saturday night at home. Oh, I see. (laughs) We're going to punish you. We're not going to have judging with equity. Psalm 75, by the way, I just thought of that during the break. Didn't I, Jimmy? You sure did. Because you reminded me it was Psalm 75. And then you made a very grievous error. What did you say after you told me it was Psalm 75? Oh, and then I just read it over the weekend. Lost your crown. Sorry. That takes care of that for you right there. (laughs) The Lord is going to judge the world in equity, and he's provided institutions to do that judging. And it is not in the hands of citizens to terrorize officials or those in authority. But that's exactly what we're seeing. And by the way, the bodily autonomy argument is about as indefensible, frankly, as the popularity of, I know, no current references to anything. It's as popular as um, country rap music, which is not all that popular, I'm thinking. This is an argument that is just plain dopey. Jimmy, you got a better illustration for me? No. Bill Nye, the science guy? (laughs) Trying. Bodily autonomy. I get to do anything I want to with my body, except I do have to have my body keep about a million laws. 
absolutely nonsense. That's the kind of thing this president wants. I think the president's view is that there's a lot of passion, a lot of fear. Well, that's a bold stance he's taken. Many, many people across this country about what they saw in that leaked document. Talk to me about being pro-life. Spare me. Your body, your choice. They actually do this? Yeah. Uh, that would be the time where rioting would be okay. This is... Whoa. Whoa. Rioting. Um, Got to be careful. I understand there can be degrees of protesting and demonstrations, but you use the word riot... And that sounds to me like harm or violence or destruction. Uh, that's against the law, at least. Well, it depends on, of course, what your cause is. About uh, something so serious and so personal and so disrespectful of women. Here we are on Mother's Day, a week where this uh, court has slapped women in the face in terms of disrespect. Oh, that would be Nancy, wasn't it? It was, yes. Yeah. That, that's quite honestly, that comment is right up there with the president's comment that we are all children of God, so you have the right to take the life of a child of God, which apparently makes sense in some world, but not in the realm of reality, certainly not biblically. So Nancy Pelosi apparently joining that chorus to say, yeah, I think that it's a slap in the face to women on Mother's Day that they don't have the right to take the life of their child. Brilliant. She's Roman Catholic, too. Oh, boy. Every human being in this country understands that when you take away a woman's right to make her decisions about her health and well-being. And we all know how ridiculous that is. It's not about her health and well-being. It's about the life of a whole innocent human being. She is no longer a full citizen. She no longer has basic civil rights or civil liberties. There is no right to an abortion. That's an unborn child in that mother's womb. Who was that, Jimmy? Uh, the governor of Mississippi. Really? I can't remember his name. Well I know done, it. sir. Now, finally, elected officials have a say about life and the conditions of an abortion. I think that's the way it should be. I wish that they would stay out of it and let women decide what to do for themselves. I feel like a hundred years of women just rolled over in their graves. I'm in favor of it. I think life begins at inception. About time we stop the carnage. <laughs> I think it's great. Uh, I don't think it was ever, or I don't think I know it was never in the Constitution, and it wasn't a constitutional right. I'm really happy that California protects our rights. It's up to the states to re- decide. Listen, I live in San Francisco. Like, I, I want people to be able to choose whatever they want. Typically, I don't try to get into uh, decisions that involve women's bodies. Worrying going forward, what no. else they would overturn, what else they would consider to not be something that humans need. I woke up this morning and realized that we are one step closer to a, a dystopia. Uh, I've been praying for, huh. for quite some time. Every life is sacred, regardless of where they are uh, in their stage in the wound. Once conception starts, so does life. This is a world, I'm telling you. You hear those comments? Absolutely demonic. They think that protecting babies in the womb uh, makes for a dystopian society, that everything is freaky and (laughs) demonic and and twisted and inconsistent and unpredictable. And that's exactly what we see about them. Jimmy, thank you for that gift. That was lovely. You're welcome. Right there. Mm -hmm. And where did we pull this montage from, by the way? Everywhere. Oh, so you just grabbed everything. I did. I grabbed everything I could. It's 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 going to be fascinating to watch what happens to this country. This this issue might might. I'm not a political prognosticator, 
and I'm not George Orwell either. But this could be the issue that finally pushes states to be making decisions about what they're going to be and that people start moving to the states that they want to be in as opposed to this United States and we just continue to take federal decisions. This could be the one that actually causes just a little bit of can't be a civil war, can it? We're marbleized. We're, 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 we're together. Your next door neighbor is pro-choice. How, how, how do we make these divisions? It should be interesting to watch. But speaking of divisions, here's potentially some good church news. 107 Florida congregations are leaving the United Methodist Church to join what they're calling a conservative church network. This is another denomination that is bite, bite, biting the dust. But 107 churches in Florida alone are saying, no, we, we can't do that. We can't. We can't. <laughs> I'm sorry. I just got so distracted. <laughs> oh, the Catholic Church, people were chanting, abortion saves lives. Okay. Um, drunk driving saves lives. What? Murdering people saves lives. Well, that's basically what they're chanting. That's what they're chanting. Yeah. Abortion saves lives. Ay, 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 ay. Not so good church news. Scotland, it looks like they're going to be doing a vote on the gay marriage business. A majority of the presbyteries of the Church of Scotland have supported the proposed approval of same-sex weddings and churches ahead of the upcoming General Assembly. 29 out of 41 of the presbyteries said that they support the change. Listen, listen, that, that would be the sound of John Knox spinning in his grave if you could hear it over the pavement that is above his grave <laughs> in Scotland. 2016 church census in Scotland showed that the number of regular church-going Christians had fallen to 390,000, representing, here's our magic number, between 6 and 8%, 7.2% of Scotland's population. Boy, that statistic seems to be consistent throughout Western civilization. Although I just received an email from Andrew who does open-air preaching and one-on-one -on -one evangelism like regularly, and he's been doing it for as long as I've known him, which is 15, 17 years. And he just said his opinion, this isn't scientific, but in talking to people on the streets of Australia, about two to 3% are actually genuinely saved. Two to 3%. Yikes. And speaking of churches, Grace City Church in Florida ending its affiliation with Hillsong. Another one bites the dust. There have been one resignation after another. More and more people jumping ship from Hillsong. Wow. Is it possible that we're seeing one of the most influential Christian sects on the globe completely destructing internally? I hope so. And I hope the music goes with it. And finally, majority of U.S. evangelicals say they favor secular charities. What's up with that? More than half of evangelicals prefer to support secular charities rather than faith-based ministries or other organizations. Well, that ain't so good. 
They would rather support Christian organizations, but they don't. (laughs) Why? Well, this particular article doesn't explain it. But you should know that the average Christian evangelicals gave a meeting of $340 to the church in a year. Tithing? Until tomorrow, go serve your king.